0: Well, I want to welcome you to the Hills Church at home. So glad that you're a part. Always encourage you, go to our website, hillschurcharcadia.org. You can download today's message notes. You can also download the kids' uh, activity sheet as well. And from our website, you can find out all of the events, service times, and anything taking place here at the Hills Church on a week-to-week basis. My title today, we've been actually looking at the miracles of Jesus. My title today is a miracle that we're going to look at, and it happens in four verses in Matthew, and yet my title is For Me and You. Jesus is going to use those words, for me and you. You know, Each and every week, we've started with this one verse, and uh, my prayer is this is something that you think about every morning when you get up and when you lay your head back on the pillow, ready to go to sleep at night, where Jesus says in Mark 1 15, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. And he uses these two words, repent and believe the gospel. Repent and believe the gospel. What if we lived our life on those two things, repentance and believe the gospel? Oh, get back. To what the gospel says. Well, that's what we're going to look at today is looking at some of the things that Jesus taught quickly in four verses, but it has to do with Him and us together. In fact, so let's start reading this. This is in Matthew chapter 17, just these four verses. um, And we're going to look at the miracle that took place with the coin in the fish's mouth. Matthew 17, verse 24 through 27 and it says this when they had come to Capernaum those who received the temple tax came to Peter and said does your teacher pay the temple tax he said yes and when he had come into the house Jesus anticipated him saying what do you think Simon From whom do the kings of the earth take customs or taxes? From their sons or from the strangers? Peter said to him, From strangers. Jesus said to him, Then the sons are free. Nevertheless, lest we offend them, go to the sea, cast in a hook, and take the fish that comes up first. And when you have opened its mouth, you will find a piece of money. Take that and give it to them for me and you. Here's the miracle. Listen to the instruction. Nevertheless, lest we offend them, go to the sea, cast the hook, take the fish that comes up first, and when you have opened its mouth, you will find a piece of money. Take that and give it to them for me and for you. Well, Lord, we pray today as we read these verses and we look again at one of the miracles of Jesus that he's teaching us so many things in these four short verses but it's about him and us i pray our hearts are open today in jesus name amen you know i i love uh the part of the the gospel and i love the word of god that we remember this that all scripture is given by inspiration of god Some of the translations refer to it as God-breathed. But the Lord allows some of the personalities of the writers in, and and one of them we see here is Matthew. Matthew is the one that captures this part, but his background prior to being a disciple was he was a tax collector. So it's interesting that the tax collector remembers in in his narrative that he's letting us know about a tax. So Matthew's letting us know that there's a temple tax. Now, remember this. This isn't the Roman tax. We remember back to Joseph and Mary um, that there was a census being taken. There was a registration, and they had to go back to their birth home. This is actually not a Roman tax, but a temple tax. And we read that in Exodus chapter 30, that uh, the Lord had commanded Moses to in, in, do a temple tax annually on the men or the males over 20 years of age, and that went for the refurbishment and the upkeep of the temple. So there's a tax that's taking place, yet we know Jesus, and we know that he's had um, a few issues with how the leaders of the temple have responded to that house of worship. In fact, we know in the Bible there's two times where he cleansed the temple. In fact, he said this about the temple and the operation, he says, my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you've made it a den of thieves. Well, when you study that out a little bit, um, as the people were coming in order to give a sacrifice to the Lord, whether some by bird and dove and by animal, the temple had set up an operation that you could buy your offering from then. They didn't go through the normal things where it had to be spotless and the, you know, the first one you could buy, whatever. Anyways, they were price gouging. Like we would say today, making money. And Jesus saw that the house of his was no longer a house of prayer. It was a den of thieves. And we know that he turned over the tables of the money, you know, the money changers. Well, now we find that there's a temple tax and Jesus doesn't have an issue paying the tax. In fact, we read unless we offend them. Well, you you kind of shake your head for a minute because clearing out the temple, he was turning over tables. He made a whip. He was driving out animals. He was making sure that the house was a house of prayer. But he mentions um, these words in Luke chapter 17. He says to his disciples on another situation, It is impossible that no offenses should come, but woe to him through whom they do come. It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea than that he should offend one of these little ones. And that was the one verse that he read, nevertheless, lest we offend them. It's interesting that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords was going to be required to pay a tax. Yet, remember, he was not telling people who he was. Uh, That's later with Pilate, when Pilate brings all of of these things before him, and he says, "It it is as you say that I am. So Jesus, rather than offending them, Rather than causing up and stirring up another commotion, he tells Peter, basically, we're we're going to pay the tax. Now, the Bible lets us know in the book of John that Judas kept their money bag. If you remember the the one story of uh, the feeding of the 5,000, Jesus looked to Philip and he says, you give them something to eat. Philip was trying to figure out, in fact, I believe it says like, He was trying to see if we had 200 denarii, it wouldn't be enough. Well, we know there was some money bag that Judas had. And the reason we know that it says that he was taking out of the money bag that was part of the ministry. So why didn't Jesus just say, hey, why don't we why don't we get out of the money bag and we'll pay the tax? In fact, what's interesting a little bit when you read about this one tax is it's half a shekel a person annually, or it would actually be two days of wages if you worked in a vineyard. So I looked it up. It would be equivalent to us paying $50 to $75 annually. And yet, again, it wasn't a Roman tax. It was a yearly tax for the temple. But Jesus is not causing controversy. He's not going to offend everybody over what has been scriptural to do. He's going to tell Peter to go ahead and to pay this taxes. Let's let's not let there be any offense at all. And so there we come upon uh, this miracle. And we read again in chapter um, 17 of, of Matthew in verse 27. Nevertheless, lest we offend them, go to the sea, cast in a hook and take up the fish that comes first, And when you have opened the mouth, you will find a piece of money. Take that and give it to them for me and for you. You know, there's a a guy on YouTube that goes magnet fishing. And he's got this large steering wheel size magnet. And he goes to these rivers and ponds. And well, recently, I believe it was close to a year ago, he went to Echo Park in Los Angeles uh, there's a lake there. In fact, it's the same lake when I started Bible college. Um, Echo Park has that lake there. Now, he gets in that lake, right? He's in a he's in a whole wetsuit, and I mean, that that lake's nasty. Well, he takes and he goes with this very large magnet and he plops it down on the bottom and pulls it up. He found twenty this this is on just on twenty one knives. In fact, many times when he finds it, He finds guns, he finds everything, 21 knives. And then he pulled out 27 bikes and scooters and he lined them all up. Just in this one area of magnet fishing. There's so much out there. I can imagine that you could probably find a coin or you could probably find something else. Or in this situation that Jesus didn't tell Peter, hey, go find Judas and and we we need a denarii for our temple tax. But he didn't do that. Here now is going to be a miracle that's not like this profound miracle. It's not the withered arm coming back. It's, it's not the guy that's paralyzed now walking. It's not the dead coming to life. It's not the sea going still. It's not anything that would look on the outside to be supernatural. It's going to be a coin that's going to be in the fish's mouth to pay the tax. Now, here's what's interesting about Jesus is he's going to paint the picture for Peter of what to do, and Peter follows what Jesus says. In fact, we read this in John chapter 1, verse 3, and it says, All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. All things were made through him. And then in Colossians chapter 1, verse 16, we read, For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on the earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. So whether he sums up what he created a fish to find a coin. He's gonna do it to show Peter something again of always relying upon Jesus to supply your need. Now, Jesus didn't say that our prayer now every day is to go get a fishing pole, go get a hook, go to the nearest pond, pray and catch a fish and open his mouth. But the example is that God supplied the very need for both he and Peter. Now he could have said, you know what? Peter, go to the fish's mouth, open his mouth, give it to me. And that's for me, right? I created all things. I have dominion and power over all things. You're going to have to figure this out on on your own. He didn't do that. It's for me and it's for you. But never underestimate the power of um, the miracle of God or God working. He created the fish, we read back in Genesis chapter 1 and 2. And all all of a sudden, evidently, at some point in time, somebody dropped money that fell off of wherever and it fell into the Sea of Galilee. And this one fish was summoned by the Lord for this miracle and maybe broke away from its school and swam. And it picked up this coin and put it in its mouth. And then it saw a hook and we don't know what was baited on the hook, but it saw a hook and it went and bit the hook still with something in its mouth. Now, can you do, can you have something in your mouth and then naturally go do something else? Talk, Uh, eat something, drink something? Of course not, right? You have to take whatever. Well, it has something in its mouth and it bites a hook and it comes out And Peter opens his mouth, and there's the coin. There's the miracle. Take the coin, and it's for me and for you. But let me read that again, because remember, um, it's an act of faith on Peter to follow what Jesus says. He says, go to the sea, cast in a hook, and take the fish that comes up first, And when you have opened its mouth, you will find a piece of money. Take that and give it to them for me and for you. It took faith on Peter's part to go walk out this plan. And the plan was a coin in a fish's mouth. You know, Peter, his background was a fisherman. So he's had examples of fish and, you know, it's interesting when they open up fish's bellies, the things that they find. Jesus could have said, go go and throw a net out and go through the fish and open up their bellies. And you're going to find something. It was one fish, one hook, one coin. And it was exactly what they needed. You know, David writes this in the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want it. Some of the translations say, in fact, the New Century Versions says, I lack nothing. I need nothing. The Lord is your shepherd. You lack nothing. Here's what's interesting. God could provide the very tax needed for the temple, not to offend anybody, but he provided it through a coin that was in a fish's mouth that went on the hook for Peter. Now, you try to figure that one out. But here's the thing. When God asks you to do something, do you trust him? Many times he asks you to give before you ever see anything that you receive. Do you trust him and give? They take the little boy's lunch, which is nothing in comparison with the crowd. But the smallest of things that are blessed by Jesus and by the Lord feeds the multitude but do you trust him to get the little things? Are you trusting him in everything? If he could provide for the temple tax, could he not provide for you? You know, we read that all the time. The Lord's our provider. He wants to be our provider. He wants us to look for him. In fact, this miracle isn't huge. We don't read about it in any of the other gospels, it's captured by Matthew for us, but it's powerful for us to know that God is in control of all things, but do we trust him? And here's what he did. It was for him and Peter. You're not excluded in any of this. You're not on your own. In fact, you're in it with him. All things were created by him. So I want you to think about even right now, maybe you have a pressing need taking place. Maybe it's you're having to find a, alternative housing. Maybe it's something taking place in your job. Maybe there's some uh, bills that are coming forward. But what is the Lord saying? Now, he may not be saying, go go put a hook in, in the nearest pond and catch a fish and there's money. But what is he saying? Have you clarified that? Have you gone back and repented and believed the gospel? You know, Peter has challenged some things with Jesus before, and he'll challenge some things in the future about uh, him wanting to get his feet washed. He wants to wash Jesus's feet. He's going to tell Jesus that he's not going to die. Peter would stand in the way of that, but he followed Jesus at his word. What a testimony again that Jesus would provide, even the various things for attacks, not to offend them. For the sake of the gospel. So, Lord, I pray today over all of us that you know exactly what we are facing, what we are trusting, what we are believing you for. But, Lord, we get off of that feeling of doubt and being overwhelmed onto the feeling of we're walking with you. We're trusting you. I may not have the answer right now, but I trust you do. In fact, you are speaking, you're always speaking, your word is speaking to us. But I've missed it somewhere. I haven't listened, or I haven't obeyed, trusted you. So Father, I thank you right now that I come back and I repent of that unbelief. And I say today, I step forward and I believe and I trust you you could deliver a coin in the mouth of a fish <laughs> how much more can you do for me the lord is my shepherd i shall not want i shall not want so lord we cast all of the care the worry the fear the anxiety the weight and we take upon jesus's yoke as he said he says learn from me my yoke is light and easy or jesus wants to take the heavy lifting. So we trust you today as our Lord, our provider, and you do miracles and you control all things. And we bless you in Jesus' name, amen, amen. If you've never asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, it is the most important decision and prayer that you'll ever make. It's an eternal decision. In fact, it's a beginning of when you're walking with Jesus. Pray this prayer with me. Believe it in your heart, as Romans 10, 9, and 10 says. Say this with me Dear God, I believe that Jesus lived, died, and rose again for me. I accept him as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for forgiving me of all of my sins. And today, I'm in your family. In Jesus' name, amen. The most important prayer you'll ever make, most important decision you'll ever make, in fact, the most important next steps is tell somebody. You can reach out to us by either the social media platform that you're viewing or listening, or go to our website, fill out that contact form so we can get in contact with you, or tell somebody, somebody's been talking with you about Jesus. Reach out to them. Tell him the decision that you made. It's the most important decision that you'll ever make. And now you're going to grow in him and you're going to trust him every day. Well, as we close up and we receive our tithes and offerings today, I want to read this one verse out of Numbers. In fact, it kind of goes back into the, really, the story that we looked at today in the miracle of Jesus. And it says this, that God is not a man that he should lie nor the son of man that he should repent. Has he said and will he not do? Or has he spoken and will he not make good? You know, the Bible lets us know that the devil, Satan himself, is the father of lies, the master deceiver, the one that came into the garden in Genesis chapter 3 and wanted to confuse Adam and Eve and twisted the words of God and confused them to what God said. God is not a man that he should lie or the son of man that he should repent. You know, we we always told our kids this. You'll be in far less trouble if you tell us the truth. But if you lie to us, oh, you're in trouble. Well, God is not a man that he should lie nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said and will he not do? Has he said over you and will he not do? Or has he spoken and will he not make good? As we give today, believe that he will make good on what he said. Pray this with me. As I give in today's offering, I stand upon the reliability of God's word. God's word is perfect, trustworthy, and supernatural. His word is his voice into my life. I believe that God's promises in the scripture are for me, and by faith I receive them. I will manage all my resources according to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. In fact, if you're giving today, you can go to our website, hillschurch.com. Arcadia.org on the top right-hand part of the screen is the Give button. It is safe, fast, and it is secure. Or you can write to us. You can give by mail. Our address, it's the Hills Church P.O. Box 661419, Arcadia, California, 91066. Go back into the Bible. Read those four verses. Go through and, and look at Jesus And it's interesting when we looked at that story today that he talked really about a couple different things about not being offended, right? Not causing offense, but believing him at his word. He is your shepherd. You shall have everything that you need. Psalm 121, 1 and 2. I look up to the hills, but where does my help come from? My help, comes from the Lord that made the heaven and the earth. Lord bless you. Have a great day. We will talk with you soon and and reach out if you have a prayer request or also reach out if you've got a praise report. But Lord bless you. Have a great day.